make sure to grab your sunscreen because we're headed down south. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. How we doing, everybody? It is... Holy shit, I forgot what day it is. It's June 23rd, 2020. It's still the year of utter fucking chaos. But any which way, we're talking fantasy football. Uh, the FSGA drafts are, the, are going on this week. Um, usually I like to talk shit about them. Pretty much any, you know, quote-unquote expert draft. But, you know, I'm kind of leaving this one alone. Uh, at least the one that was last night. Because it actually kind of turned out just like a regular home draft. Everything kind of all over the board in the first few rounds. Uh, you know, quarterbacks getting taken in the wrong spots, uh, or at least they're they're getting taken in the right spot, but it's, you know, you always get that person that wants to reach up for Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Guys grabbing running backs that they like that everybody else not doesn't necessarily think belong up in the first or second rounds. Shit like that. So uh, give it a listen over on SiriusXM on demand. I... Actually, quite enjoyed it. It kind of made me chuckle. Um, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a lot by just you know listening to these drafts, uh, doing your own mock drafts at home. Um, any type of research that you can do in a draft room is very very important. Whether or not you know it's mock, just mock drafting for free, uh, best ball drafts, or um, actual you know earlier than you know, the back end of August, early September type drafts, you know, where you're getting good values on guys that are going to end up getting bumped up by the end of the summer. So make sure you're getting in there. Need any help with anything, you know where to find me. Um, Again, Venmo. Anybody wants to make a donation? I like donations. Everything goes into the podcast. Everything goes into the actual doghouse itself. And of course, if you need, if you want to get a hold of any of this uh, nice stuff, uh, ADP, strength of schedule, depth charts, all of the above, it's what we got. We got the draft guide that'll be out in early August, all free. But if you care to donate on Venmo at Dennis Dash Roy Dash fourteen, is that right there? Don't really care too much, guys. It's just. Somebody asked me about it, so I put it up there. All right, so we are in the AFC South today. On Friday, we'll be in the NFC South, and I do realize that I need to get on Fridays. I need to 
hop on here as soon as I get home from work so I am not completely fucking tuckered out like I was last Friday going through the NFC West. If anybody was upset with all the pausing and stuff that I was doing in that one, (laughs) you'll never be more pissed than I was about it. But it is what it is. It's in the past. We are in our week two of four weeks of going through the divisions. South divisions are this week, AFC today, NFC on Friday. So we'll begin with the Houston Texans. Let's take a look at the offense here, huh? Quarterback. Of course, you got Deshaun Watson, backed up by A.J. McCarron, Alex McGow, Nick Tiano. We're not really too worried about those guys, are we? No, it's just all Deshaun Watson. Uh, at running back, the big acquisition, David Johnson um, for one, DeAndre Hopkins going back the other way to Arizona. Whew, we're going to have to see what is going to go on here because – <clears throat> Carlos Hyde did have a pretty good year last year. For, he was, ended up being an RB2. Um, they're obviously going to try and make that trade worth it. They're gonna And they're going to try and get as much as they can out of David Johnson. He is backed up by Duke Johnson, Buddy Howell, Karen Higdon, and one Scotty Phillips. Scotty Phillips is an undrafted free agent. Uh, kind of like that kid, but uh, probably is going to end up on a practice squad. Wide receivers. We have a newly acquired Brandon Cooks with Will Fuller. Opposite him and Randall Cobb in the slot, who they brought over from Dallas. Uh, backups for Brandon Cooks are currently Stephen Mitchell, Isaiah Coulter, and Isaac Whitney. Backups for Will Fuller are, of course, one Kenny Stills, Chad Hansen, Tyler Simmons, and the backups for Randall Cobb are Kiki Kuti and DeAndre Carter. What do I think of the wide receivers? <sighs> it's a good group of wide receivers. Now you got pretty much, you know, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller are pretty much the same kind of guy. Um, Brandon Cooks runs a better route tree, of course, than Will Fuller. But Will Fuller has the rapport with one Deshaun Watson. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, when we get into the ADPs to take a look at Brandon Cooks versus Will Fuller, uh, let alone one Randall Cobb. Now, tight end. Ugh. Tight end. Darren Fells is listed as a starter with Jordan Thomas, Jordan Akins, Kaleo Waring, and Dylan Stapleton as the backups. Now, Jordan Akins is actually going to get moved up um, from... Because uh, Jordan Thomas is not the backup, but Jordan Akins is the goddamn backup. I don't know why I keep fucking around and not putting that there. We're gonna do that right now. We're gonna do that live, live. Well, you'll you'll get it as a recording. But um, Jor- uh, Darren Fells is pretty much gonna be more of your blocking type tight end, with Jordan Akins being the receiving tight end. We knew this. We knew it last year. Um, we just couldn't really pull the trigger on one Jordan Akins because it is few and far between. Um, trying to think. Oh, there's a kid for uh, the Jets that was there. Name's escaping me right now, but we never really wanted to touch the Houston Texans tight ends because they do tend to utilize all of them. Um, but Jordan Akins definitely is one guy that we will look for in DFS at certain points in times when we get the right matchups. Offensive line. From left tackle to right tackle, we have Laramie Tunsil, Max Sharping, Nick Martin, 
Zach Fulton, and Titus Howard. All in all, it's a pretty average offensive line. Maybe a little below average, but not nearly as bad as what we thought it was last year. It is improved. Um, They did build up a little bit uh, as far as depth, which is good just in case they get any type of injuries in there. And they did draft uh, one offensive tackle, Charlie Heck, in the fourth round out of North Carolina. Um, And he will probably end up working out, you know, from not as a direct backup, but some guy that's going to be able to switch in between offensive guard and offensive tackle as a backup. Um, So he's kind of, you know, maybe next year type guy. Which is good, though. You need as many offensive linemen as you possibly can get. But as far as the offense goes, um, we're going to get into the defense. The defense is not all that great, so this offense is going to be playing from behind in speculation right now, um, which means that the passing game is good to go. Can the offensive line protect Deshaun Watson? I think it can. Uh, You do have a mobile quarterback with Deshaun Watson, which is great. Uh, Deshaun Watson can do pretty much everything on his own. Um, But you are getting a little bit of an upgrade with Randall Cobb coming into the slot versus a Kiki Kuti, DeAndre Carter being in there. Um, Kenny Stills really hasn't worked out nearly as much as uh, one had hoped coming over from Miami a couple years ago, but it is what it is. Now, when we look at the Houston, Texas defense across the front, you're going to have Angelo Blackson, Ross Blacklock, who was drafted uh, out of TCU in the second round. I have him penciled in as a starter in front of Eddie Vanderdoes, even though everybody has Eddie actually being the uh, starter. And then, of course, on the other side, you have J.J. Watt. The linebacking core, it's okay. It's not terrific. You have Whitney Merciless, uh, Benedict McKinney, Zach Cunningham, and Brennan Scarlett, uh, Jonathan Greenard, Offense uh, outside linebacker out of Florida was drafted in the third round. He will switch in and out, uh, I believe, on either side. Uh, could actually see him slip inside from time to time. Now, we get into the secondary, you get into the cornerbacks. You have Gary Conley on one side, and you have Bradley Roby on the other. Bradley Roby, I think, is fine. Um, Bradley Roby's also kind of getting a little long in the tooth, but he's he's stable, but he can be beat. Gary and Conley can be beat. Now, they did trade for him from uh, Oakland, now Las Vegas. Um, but Gary and Conley, he improved a little bit with this defense, but it's in the end... Unless that linebacking core could get a lot of pass rush in there with Watt, Blacks, and, and uh, Blacklock in the front, uh, I think it's going to be another long season for Gary and Conley. Your slot corner is probably going to be Vernon Hargreaves, uh, and then quite possibly you may see John Reed from Penn State in there from time to time, probably more of a dime. Um, but then in your safeties, you have A.J. Moore and Justin Reed. That's pretty solid. Uh, the backups, though, and the safeties and the corners are nothing really to get totally excited about in case of injury. So if 
if somebody goes down in here, they're going to be pretty hosed. But uh, let's take a look at their schedule here. And we're taking a look at strength of schedule based on record. Uh, they have the ninth hardest schedule in the league. Split it up by quarters. It's 1st, 13, 23rd, and 28th. So it actually gets a little bit easier as the schedule goes further into the season. Now remember, this is all taken off of last, the very end of last year's data. It's been tweaked a little bit at the end of March by football outsiders when we get into the DVOA strength of schedules. So we're going to take it with a grain of salt. This is why we go through it. We kind of talk it through uh, team by team after we go through the rankings here. Total defense DVOA ranking. Strength of schedule. 11th overall. All right. Quarter one to quarter four. Two, 31, 17, and 18. So based on total defense, it's actually saying that the second quarter is going to be the best quarter. Um, but the third and fourth quarters are nothing to sneeze at. They're going to be above average. So we'll get into that. Uh, versus the rush. Let's see how this schedule goes because this is big for David Johnson. Um, 28th overall in a full season. 12, 31, 21, and 16. So that's pretty interesting. Second and third quarters are good. Now, David Johnson was taken rather high. He was taken in the second round uh, by, I think, Real Talk Raft took him um, in there. And he said he was defending the pick because they told him, oh, it's way above ADP and all that. You didn't get any value on it. And he was like, well, you know, we have our we have our guy rated where we have him rated. You know, so... Um, I do applaud him for sticking to his guns on it, but, you know, in the end, it's all really kind of draft dependent. You know, even if you're higher on a guy, if you're taking him a round or two ahead of schedule, you're not getting any baked in value, which is kind of what you want. So you're trying to pick out the exact right spot. Um, he probably could have gotten him in the third round, to be honest with you, if he really, really wanted him. And I don't think anybody would have batted an eye because he was at the back, towards the back end of the second round. So we'll get into there when we look here. So we'll look at the pass ranking. Uh, strength of schedule here, fourth hardest. Okay, maybe we don't like Deshaun Watson nearly as much. Um, but it does look good with the rushing. Uh, first, 22nd, 15th, and 23rd. Hmm. It's not too bad. You can deal with that second through fourth quarter if you're willing to get through the first. All right, let's see the wide receiver ones. 13th overall, 5, 11, 11, and 29. Okay, that's not going to bold well for Brandon Cooks, but let's see how Will Fuller's is. Uh, second hardest. Oh, okay. Um... Second, fourth, twenty-first, and eighth. Okay. What about Randall Cobb? Twenty-eighth overall. Twentieth, twenty-seventh, eleven, and twenty-nine. That bodes really, really well for Randall Cobb, and you're going to be able to get him really super late. I got to move this fucking microphone. Jesus Christ! All right. So tight end. 
which we're probably not going to pay any really that much attention except in DFS, but 16th overall. Okay, so just above or right at uh, mid-range. First, 32nd, 12th, and 27th. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to take a look at that one. Running backs in the passing game, 22nd overall. 4th, 26th, 25th, and 19th. So now it kind of comes a little bit into focus what maybe Raph was looking at. He was looking at the rushing, DVOA ranking, and the running back in the passing game ranking. So now it makes sense why he kind of jumped on it and he didn't want to fuck around with it. Still a little bit high in my opinion, but like I said, if it's your guy, it's your guy. He probably could have gotten him in the third round. He jumped it. Um, but I'm not going to fault it. If it's his guy, if it's his guy. Uh, total offense. Okay, so this is for our D. Our taking a look at the Houston Texas defense. Eleventh overall versus total offense. Third, thirteen, nineteen, twenty-four. So back end, definitely we're not looking at. Well, actually, no, we're looking at them actually in the third and the fourth round. So we're looking at them in the second half, not so much in the first. Holy fuck! I gotta fix this thing. Passing offense, ninth. Ninth hardest for the defense, 4th, 13th, 22nd, and 24th. So back end again, not too bad. How about against the rush? 8 by quarters, 12, 10, 11, and 15. So a little tough against the rush, but not, not altogether terrible. I am really sorry that I'm messing with this fucking thing, but it is bothering the shit out of me. Uh, defense puts offense. This is the thing that I'm toying around with. Jeez. Let's see what we got here. So we got ninth hardest, uh, ninth hardest schedule with defense and offensive DVOA rankings put together. Uh, first, 22nd, 21st, and 24th. So... It's going to be really tough at the beginning, and then the back end is actually going to be pretty decent. Getting to the schedule, let's do it by twos. Chiefs and Ravens right out of the fucking gate. Oh, that is that is that is not, no, that is not good. But we do know that we can run against the Chiefs. Ravens, um, actually, at times, you could run against them and run at them at a pretty good clip. Um Okay, Steelers and Vikings don't like the Steelers too much uh, as far as running backs are concerned. Vikings I'm not real big on, so that's what's dropping that rating down right in there. Jaguars and Titans, you're going to be able to throw against the Jaguars. You're going to be a throw against the Titans. Uh, Jaguars, once we get there, you'll see this too. You've been able to run against them. They did get a little bit better. Right in the middle, so we'll have to take a look at that. But it actually, overall, it's not too bad. Uh, right before the break, they're going to face the Green Bay Packers. Packers really didn't do that much to shore up against that, um, uh, shore up their front seven against the run. So I think you're going to see a little bit of the same. Another year in the scheme, though, uh, quite possibly can get better. But for right now, I would say all things are a go for running back. Um, at times, you can pass. Deshaun Watson actually will probably have a pretty decent day for them on that one. But because uh, we've noticed that the Packers, the defense starts good or starts out good, 
for like the first two and a half, three quarters, and then that fourth quarter they just kind of sit back and let it go. Jaguars and Browns. Now Browns, Browns defense has improved, so um, and we're gonna see that. So I don't like the Browns, but Jaguars you could pass all fucking day again, um, and you can run, so it should be a pretty good offensive day for them. Uh, Patriots and Lions. We're not attacking the Patriots. Lions. I, we've talked about an improved defense. Uh, Colts and Bears. Colts better on defense, but I think we're they'll be able to have their way at times in the passing game. Bears. Uh, if you run right at them, you can actually get it. Um, passing. Yeah, they're going to have trouble. They'll have tr- a little bit of trouble against Deshaun Watson. I'm not all fully sold on the Bears defense being back again. Uh, and then you have the Colts again, and then you have the Bengals. Uh, Bengals defense, not all that great. Um, they should be just fine there. And that's week 16, so kind of like it. Kind of like it. So we kind of like, I think I kind of like Deshaun Watson just based on the fact that he will get yards with his feet. I think you're going to see a little bit more uh, Lamar Jackson this year uh, just with the passing. Um, I actually kind of like David Johnson, but I want to see where we have to pay for him. That's kind of the thing. So where are we going to go? We're going to go to our ADP tracking sheet. 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 Let's take a look at the Houston Texans. Okay, Deshaun Watson is your six. Is your QB 6, 69 overall. It's not too bad of a spot right in there. That's about six round. Uh, not too shabby for him. You probably get him back in the seventh. Now he's right around with Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. A lot of people don't want to get in your home leagues, probably don't want to draft Russell Wilson. So, But here's the thing. Two quarterbacks down at QB8 is actually Josh Allen, then you're going to get in that Carson Wentz. So I think you're going to see Josh Allen, Carson Wentz bump up. You're going to have one guy that's probably going to grab Tom Brady because uh, they're buying into the hype with Tampa Bay. So that's probably going up in there. And Drew Brees and Rodgers? No, nah, probably won't go before Deshaun Watson. So I actually think Deshaun Watson's going to end up being actually like a QB7, maybe even a QB8 or 9 um, when it's all said and done. I think there's a lot of people that are just blowing smoke up people's asses and just uh, basically hinting on staying away from the Houston uh, Texans offense, which I think is a mistake. Um, but yeah, let's take a look at the running backs. Yeah, so David Johnson, this NFFC rankings, is running back 21, uh, 39th overall. It's the third pick in the fourth round. So, yeah, he and uh, Raf ended up taking him uh, a good round and a half before he needed to. So... That's kind of where he's at right now. He's not really bumping up too much. Let's see where his ranking is. 22nd, 23rd, 21st, 22nd, 21st, 21st. Okay, so he's stable. Uh, Let's see the overall pick. 51, 57, 37, 40, 38, and 39. So he's stable. He's he's stabilized right there in that beginning of that that fourth round. So um, if you're going to grab him, you're probably going to have to grab him 
middle of the third if you like them. Now, you do have to buy into, if you want him, you have to buy into his injuries just kind of being done and over with. That's kind of the concern that you have. You have a lot of injury concern with David Johnson and whether or not he is actually done. So would I take him in the third round? Uh, who are the guys around him? I want him almost right on top of him. James Conner right in front of him. Rather have Conner. Uh, Chris Carson behind him. I am a Chris Carson apologist, so I'd rather have him. Raheem Mostert, maybe not so much. Devin Singletary, not so much. David Montgomery, not so much. Mark Ingram, maybe. Uh, but Mark Ingram's about 51, so he's about another round back. He's right in the Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt tier, so... Um, I would probably say that I'd want to get James Conner and Chris Carson first before I'd want to get David Johnson. No. Let's see. If you want to handcuff with, say, a Duke Johnson, he is RB47, 120 overall, so that's not too bad. Tenth round. And actually, one Buddy Howell has bumped up finally into a ranking. 71st. <laughs> 71st. Uh, 71st running back. Uh, 275. So, um... We'll keep an eye on that just in case we get any injuries, anything like that. We want to keep track of all of them on the team, all of them that are mattering right now. All right, so let's get into our wide receivers. Will Fuller is your wide receiver, 35 and 78th overall. Brandon Cooks comes in at wide receiver, 37, and 10 picks later at overall of 88. So you're getting a little bit more value on Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks will be the wide receiver one. Um, we talked about the schedule between him and Will Fuller. They are going to be playing from behind. So either or, really, uh, for me in that range, it's probably not too bad. It's not a guy that I want to you know, have as my wide receiver one if you're going running back heavy at the top, but uh, it's definitely fair for the value. Now, Randall Cobb is your wide receiver 69. 192 overall. So he's going to be at the very end of your draft at home. Um, we did talk about it. The schedule looks pretty good. And actually, when you go through there, it's not too bad. But you want to have him no more than a wide receiver three. I'd rather have him as a wide receiver four and play it by ear. Uh, let's see. Who else we got? We got Kevin Kenny Stills at wide receiver 82, 248. These are all going to be end of your draft, guys. Uh, thought I had one more, but maybe not. Oh yeah, Kiki Kuti uh, is at one fifty six five hundred five, so he's spec ad. Uh, Isaiah Coulter is another guy that's kind of he's dropped dramatically over the last couple weeks. Um, he's not even ranked right now, so he's kind of a wait and see waiver wire type guy. Let's get into our tight ends here. Do we have any Houston tight ends? Oh, <laughs> we do. Cahale Waring is actually the first tight end off the board for Houston at tight end 35, uh, 301 overall. These They're going to be not mattering whatsoever. Darren Fells, 37, 334. 
So, yeah, see, nobody's even really paying any attention here. Now, Jordan Akins is at tight end 65 at 509 overall. Oof. Woof. Defense is defense number 24 at 347. Yeah, definitely not a defense that you're going to want to, that you're really necessarily going to want to mess around with. Moving on, we're going to the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich's team has acquired Phillip Rivers to supplant over Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They did also draft Jacob Eason in the fourth round out of Washington. I like Jacob Eason. I love him. Take a look at Jacob Eason. He's got a fucking hell of an arm. Chad Kelly relegated to the fourth quarterback on the squad. Uh, Chad Kelly, please get the fuck cut. Uh, Going to running back, this is going to be the quandary. Whether or not Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor are going to be the lead back, um, let alone... Not only the lead back, but are they going to get more, uh, you know, the majority of the carries versus the guy who's going to be the RB2 or the 1B? Is this going to be a running back committee? I don't know. I've kind of slowed. I love Jonathan Taylor. Everybody should know I should uh, that I love Jonathan Taylor. Round two out of Wisconsin. We love Jonathan Taylor here. We love him. Marlon Mack is there. Now, Marlon Mack was a 1,000-yard rusher last year, but didn't really do anything to really impress whatsoever. I expected a hell of a lot more out of Marlon Mack, especially when you're taking him in the third round. So what do I want to do with this backfield? Because you still have Naheem Hines there. He's going to be the pass-catching guy. Uh, More than likely, he's only going to be installed, really, if they're going to be playing from behind. Uh, high up tempo games. I think they're going to want to slow it down, though. It's it's going to all start with Jonathan Taylor or and or Marlon Mack. But who is the guy? Who is the guy? We have to figure this one out. Uh, the problem with rookies is, yeah, we're going to have a truncated uh, off season here with the camps now granted running back should be a lot easier to get ahead than say maybe the wide receivers right with the route trees and all that so but they do have to learn blocking assignments jonathan taylor is an actual good blocker i don't know we're gonna have to talk that one through but let's go to let's go to the wide receivers let's go to wide receivers you have Old try but not true. Uh, T.Y. Hilton on one side. I We do think that Michael Pittman is going to end up being the starter across from him with Paris Campbell in the slot. It's a pretty good starting three. Now there's a lot of hype on Paris Campbell. I don't know if I'm fully bought into it. Um, just based on the fact that this will be more of a run first team. Phillip Rivers' arm isn't all that great. Great, and we saw that last year. So, um, where I would probably take a look at T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman, I don't know how much I'm really buying into Paris Campbell. Now, you could sell it to me and just be like, well, Phillip Rivers really doesn't have the arm strength, so Paris Campbell's going to run a little bit more shorter routes, uh, easier for the quarterback to get there. Okay. But then it, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, he's the wide receiver three. 
He's third in the pecking order, and we haven't even talked about the fucking tight ends yet. So let's go to the tight ends. Let's just go to the tight ends. Let's just go to the tight ends. Who's there? Ooh, it's our friend of the show, Jack Doyle. We love Jack Doyle, too. Now, they did bring in Trey Burton, so that's going to take away some targets there unless Trey Burton does Trey Burton things and fucking gets hurt. Um, not much else behind him with Matt Langle, Mo Cox. He <laughs> Quit trying to sell me a Mo Alley Cox. Uh, Xavier Grimble, Farad Green, and Ian Bunting. Um, yeah, I'm not. I do like. I do like Jack Doyle still. I think. I think he's earned enough of a spot to be the main tight end in there. And he does do his blocking assignments and all that. So. Um, I think your packing order really kind of is, as far as wide receiver and tight ends, probably T.Y. Hilton, probably probably would go T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, Michael Pittman, and Paris Campbell, if I'm going to be 100% honest. Phillip Rivers always has liked his tight ends. So with Jack Doyle going probably late in your draft, I might actually take a shot on Jack Doyle, but I don't know if I want him to be my number one tight end. That's kind of my problem with it. We look along the offensive line from left tackle to right tackle, Anthony Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, and Braden Smith. It's a very fucking terrific offensive line. Very, very good. Philip Rivers, if If he's under pressure at all this year, it's his own goddamn fault because he's holding on to the ball too fucking long. Whoever the running back is should have a 1,000-yard season. It just should happen. It's a great offensive line. Now, barring any injury, um, there's not really that great of depth as far as... Um, a stud backup type. Um, some guy that can go all the way around on the line and can fill in, right? Uh, most of the guys are guys that either did not play, um, were injured last year, so we really don't know what's going to happen if somebody gets injured along that offensive line. But we know it's good. And we can't really do anything um, too much if... You know, there's an injury. If there's an injury, then we have to adapt. Then, you know, stuff kind of backs up a little bit as far as your ADP probably on most of your offensive positions. But we're going to draft as if the as if that line is going to be completely healthy. That's all you can do. All right, let's get into strength of schedule. Uh, done by record, they have the 17th hardest schedule. By quarter, 15, 27, 3, and 21. So that third quarter is not all that great when we're trying to charge for the playoffs. But let's see what happens here. With the DVOA, is total defense 31st ranked schedule in the league. 7, 28, 19, and 30. So see, that's a little bit more of a true answer to strengthen schedule. This is why we do DV. This is why we look at the DVOA versus uh, the record strength of schedule. 
versus the Rush. 24th ranked schedule, 7, 32, 15, and 23rd. So it might be a little slow out of the gate, but all the rest should be fine. Uh, versus the pass, 30th ranked schedule overall, 8, 24, 23, and 25. Same kind of deal, although I'm not that high on Phillip Rivers this year. Anyways, uh, wide receiver 1, which will be your T.Y. Hilton, 23rd ranked schedule, according to DVOA, 9, 23, 29, and 19. If he can stay healthy, then it looks like we could have a hell of a good year, a hell of a bounce back here, actually, for T.Y. Hilton. Wide receiver 2, so this would be Michael Pittman, uh, 18th ranked schedule, 17, 26, 3rd, and 26. So there's kind of a drop right there. We'll take a look at that later. Paris Campbell, 21st ranked schedule, 19, 15, 25, and 24. So it's pretty stable along with the thing. So maybe a late-round flyer. We'll see. You probably wouldn't even have to draft him in your draft, uh, to be honest with you. Depends on your Depends on your league. Depends on if anybody's actually... Uh, listening to Sirius and buying into everything. Uh, tight end, 24th ranked schedule. Hmm. 9, 18, 23rd, and 21st. So if Jack Doyle can secure that job, let's say something happens to Trey Burton and Jack Doyle's the only guy, I probably actually would drop a jump right on Jack Doyle. Uh, versus running backs in the passing game, this... Jonathan Taylor could catch a fucking ball. That's all I'm going to say. 32nd ranked schedule... According to DVOA, 7, 31, 23rd, and 31st. Now we look at for defense, see if Indy's defense is any good. 24th ranked schedule, hmm, not too bad. 29, 19, second, and 25th. Might be a team that we might want to uh, maybe pick up at drop. Versus passing off at 16th ranked schedule. 26, 17, second, and 23rd. So really only one bad section. That's at quarter three. Now let's take a look at the rush offense. 21st overall. 31st, seven, second, and 28. Again, third. So might be a team that we might be able to have up early maybe and then drop late. We'll see what the ADP is. Defense plus offense. 28th ranked schedule. 19, 25, 9, and 28. So... Defense actually looks pretty good to go, to be honest with you. But let's take a look at the opponents. All right, week one at the Jaguars. Uh, Yeah, we like both running and passing there versus the Vikings. Uh, A little bit more passing, a little less of the running with them. Jets and Bears. It's pretty tough. That's it's pretty tough right at the beginning, although you can pass on the Jets. If Jamal Adams holds out. Pass on the Jets all day. Bears, we talked about that. They're okay, but I think they're not as good as what everybody thinks they are. Browns are improved. Uh, Bengals, going to be a good, good beat down right in there, right before a break in week seven. Let's see, eight and nine. You got the Lions there, improved. Ravens, you can run on. Lions, you can kind of run on too. Hmm. <laughs> Titans you can throw on. Packers you can run on. Titans pass on. There's a lot of this this year where they play division opponents, and you'll see them like they'll have uh, two games, two games within three weeks of one another. It's very prevalent. They can do it twice here. 
Titans, Packers, Titans, Texans, Raiders, Texans. Hmm. Packers, you can run on. Uh, Titans throw on. Texans throw and run on. Uh, Raiders. Raiders, you can definitely throw on. Might be a little tougher to run on this year, but we'll take a look at that. Texans, definitely pass on, maybe run on. Steelers are going to be tough in Week 16. That's for the Russia in the past, so. Hmm. <laughs> going to have to deal with it. Just going to have to deal with it. It's a pretty good schedule. Now, let's take a look at the ADPs here. Uh, we'll start with one Phillip Rivers. He's QB 24, uh, 162 overall. So he's not even getting drafted. And to be honest with you, I'm, I probably wouldn't ask anybody to actually draft him. Well, I'd ask my opponents to draft him, but not so much me. Uh, Jonathan Taylor comes in at running back 18 at 31st overall. That's about right. That's about right where you would take a shot on there. It's kind of right about the same spot that Josh Jacobs was getting taken last year. Uh, unless you had a huge running back run, uh, which most drafts you do. So uh, it's probably not a bad spot right in there. Marlon Mack is your running back 36, 87 overall. Uh, if you do decide that you want to go for Jonathan Taylor, let's say we still have no idea you want, but you know you want a piece of it. Get Jonathan Taylor. Make sure you take Marlon Mack uh, before 87 overall. So if I'm going to recommend it, I'm probably going to say go ahead and just get him in the seventh round. Just be done with it. Lock it up. Uh, let's see here. Jordan Wilkins was down here too at 70, all right, RB 77, 290 overall. So he's not even getting drafted. Where is Naheem? I had Naheem. Where is he? Naheem. Where are you? Oh, there you are. I didn't even mark you. That's why. Uh, Naheem Hines at RB53. He is 144 overall, so he's at the bottom end of the draft. Um, definitely, if you want to uh, take a shot on him, it's fine. Um, but like I said, with the total offense, uh, Passing offense DVOA being right in the middle and then the rushing offense being towards the end. Um, they should be playing for me ahead this year, so expect lots of running, not so much passing. Um, yeah. Let's take a look at our wide receivers here. T.Y. Hilton is going off as wide receiver 26, 65 overall. Yeah, that's about right. He'll move up a little bit. He'll get into that fifth round before too long. If not, get it up towards the back end of the fourth. I'm sure most people have a Colts a Colts fan somewhere. Michael Pittman, wide receiver, 56, 147 overall. Kind of like Michael Pittman a little bit better on that ADP if he's going to go all the way at the very, very end. Paris Campbell, same type of deal. Wide receiver 70, 194. So if you have 194 picks in your draft, good luck with that. Um, can't remember, did I have another one? Yeah, Zach Pascal, 158, 511. Not a big deal. Not somebody you can pay attention to, unless there's injury. 
All right, Jack Doyle is going to be your tight end 18 at 152. So he's going at the very back end. So if you want to completely fucking wait on him, um, you're going to have a lot of guys in front of him. This It's pretty deep this year uh, for tight end. But when I say it's pretty deep, it's also like it's pretty deep average to mediocre-wise, I guess. Um yeah, Trey Burton, tight end 53, 460 overall. Blah. Ugh. Where's the defense going? Defense number 15, 232. Woo-hoo-hoo. 12-team league, they're probably not even going to get taken. Wait until your very last pick. You can, use it, you can use it right on the Indianapolis Colts. I think, to be honest with you, taking a look at this and taking a look at all these teams, Yeah, I'd almost, I'd almost probably just go ahead and just wait, take a fucking shot on him. What do you got to lose? I mean, you only get really screwed right on the back end. Oh my god, we didn't even go through the defense. This is this, oh, let's take a look at this defense real quick. We'll see why the, I keep saying that they're going to play, be playing from ahead. So across your front line, you got a really good front line here on the defensive end. Uh, Chemical Ture. DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, and Justin Houston. <sighs> That's going to be tough. Uh, linebacking core, Bobby Okereke, uh, Anthony Walker, and Darius Leonard. Very, very good. Now, I'm going to start in the safeties here. you got Kari Willis, Willis and Malik Hooker. They're okay. Um, in there now, they did draft Julian Blackman out of uh, uh, Utah in the third round, so he he'll shuffle in right in here. Uh, your corners are going to be TJ Carey and Xavier Rhodes. Hold on. We'll get back to Xavier. And then you got Rocky Austin in the, in the slot. TJ Carey, you're going to see on the depth charts. He's not rated very well, uh, but it is TJ Carey. I do think he's okay. He's okay. He's not mediocre. He's just kind of okay. He's there. Um, with the pass rush that they're going to be able to put on there, it's going to alleviate a lot on these wide, on these uh, corners with the wide receivers. They're going to be able to play a little bit more one-to-one for not so long. So that should mean that they're going to play from ahead, even though Xavier Rhodes is there. And, yes, yes, let's, let's just see here. Jaguars, Xavier Rhodes. If DJ Chark is on him, I'm going to have a lineup with DJ Chark, but I'm not going to go all in. I'm just saying we may see a rebound from one Xavier Rhodes. All right, now we are going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, new offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden. That's right, Mr. Coked out of his fucking mind, hanging out with fucking sorority girls. Jay Gruden is in the perfect spot because he's got wild child Gardner Minshew as his quarterback. How great is that? Hmm? Guess who's backing up Gardner Minshew? Does anybody know that the fucking draft is backing him up? Does anybody know who the draft is? It's fucking Mike Glennon. How fucking great is that? Mike Glennon, Josh Josh Dobbs, and Jake Luton, who they drafted out of Oregon State in the sixth round. Uh, running backs are going to be Leonard Fournette to start, 
Reichwell Armstead is his backup. Chris Thompson is there. Oh, great. Fucking great. Divine is Zigbo. Taj McGowan. And, yes, I'm going through here because I just want to get to my guy here. James Robinson, Nate Cottrell, and one Tavian Feaster. That's right. The Tavian Feaster, who I said was a fucking stud. Somebody needed to grab him. And guess who grabbed him? Guess who fucking grabbed him? Jacksonville grabbed him. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to get drafted, but at least somebody picked him up as UDFA. Now, I kind of wish he didn't go to Jacksonville just because he was going to have Armstead and Ozigbo in front of him anyways, and then they ended up picking up Chris Thompson. So we'll see if Feaster even stays on the uh, roster. But I will be taking a look and seeing if they end up dropping him. I guarantee you somebody fucking picks him up. But uh, Garner Minshew led our offense. Leonard Fournette, I don't care what everybody's saying. Leonard Fournette's the guy until he is not. Wide receivers, you're going to have DJ Chark. I'm not singing the fucking Baby Shark song. I'm not fucking doing it. LaVisca Chenault should end up being the starter across from him if he's ready to go. Otherwise, it's going to be Chris Conley being the guy there. D.D. Westbrook should be in the slot with Keelan Cole backing him up. Tight ends, you're going to have Tyler Eifert, who came over from Cincinnati, Josh Oliver, James O'Shaughnessy, Charles Jones II. <laughs> Charles Jones is an investment firm. Anyway, Tyler Davis and Ben Ellison. Offensive lines, pretty much the same with Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, Brandon Linder, A.J. Kane, and Jawan Taylor. So you're pretty much going to have the same offensive line as last year. Which is fine. They did okay. They did okay in their run blocking. Their pass blocking was god awful. Um, yeah, let's go to the defense first, and then we'll talk about this. Okay. So across the front line, you got one, Josh Allen. Not Josh Allen from Buffalo. Josh Allen from Jacksonville. The defensive end. Avery Jones, Taven Bryan, and Yannick. Oh, I can't. I can't say it. I can't say it. You say it. Naga, Naga, not going to fucking say it. I'm not going to fucking be able to say his name. I don't know what you want me to say. I can never say Yannick's fucking last name. Nwigbu. I'm not saying it. Fuck it. I don't care. All right. Linebacking core, you got Kevion Chasen, uh, Joel Schobert, and Miles Jack. It's okay. I mean, you do have the rookie at outside linebacker. I do like Chazon out of uh, LSU. Uh, your safeties are going to be Ronnie Harrison and Jer- Jared Wilson. Mm, okay. Uh, your corners are going to be Rashawn Melvin, DJ Hayden, and I'm penciling in CJ Henderson, the rookie out of Florida right now in the slot. So that's going to be a spot that we're going to want to attack kind of right out the gate. Uh, like to attack those rookies. Rashawn Melvin, actually, too, we can attack there. So, I mean, it's it's a decent look. They spent a lot of picks on the fucking defense. But it's going to take time to gel. gel. Um, I think it's going to be able to be had right out of the beginning. Whether or not they grow as a unit or they kind of fall apart, it's going to kind of remain to be seen. For right now, I would say attack this defense. Um until they show that they are going to be able to stop somebody. 
All right. Now we get into the strength of schedule. Um, yeah, so I, I actually now that I, if I don't like the, if I don't like a defense, what am I going to say about the offense? You're going to be playing for me behind. Do still like Leonard Fournette. We'll see where he's at. Um, I like DJ Chark, uh, definitely. And I kind of have some love for Gardner Minshew, especially in two quarterback leagues um, and super flex. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to try and keep up. So we're going to have to take a look at the strength of schedule and see what we got going on here. All right. So strength of schedule based on team schedule or uh, team records, 10, 22nd overall in the league. By a quarter, 30, 24, 7, and 6. So it's a good schedule early, apparently. Not so good late. Total defense rank, 28th. 30, 32nd, 5, and 3. So, hmm, kind of holds true right there. Uh, versus the rush, 26 overall. 25, 29, 17, and 14. So it's quite palatable. Palatable. On that one. Now let's see versus the pass. 29th overall. 31st, 32nd, 2nd, and 8th. Again, first half. Second half, no, not so good. Uh, Wide receiver 1 has the best schedule in the NFL, according to the DVOA rankings. At the end of last year, 32nd, 18, 26, and 15. So we do like our DJ Chark. How about our wide receiver two? Who's our wide receiver two? Oh, we don't know. It's either LaVisca Chenault or it's going to be Chris Conley. Uh, 11th hardest schedule. Uh, 14, 31, 5, and 12. Maybe just skip it all together. Wide receiver plus. This would be D.D. Westbrook. Uh, 20th overall. 31st, 5th, 19th, and 15th. So mm, some potential right in there. Uh, definitely deeper drafts. Take a look at D.D. Westbrook. Uh, versus tight end, 18th, 30th, 16, 3, and 13. We know what they like to do with their tight ends. Fuck their tight ends. Running backs to the passing game, 27th overall, 31st, 32nd, 5th, and 7th. So, again, it's holding true. First half good, second half bad. I'm not telling you to draft Leonard Fournette for trading purposes later, but I'm telling you, you could draft him and trade him later. We'll run through the schedule. We'll figure this one out, all right? Uh, First, we'll look at uh, whether or not Jacksonville's defense is okay. Total offense DVOA, 19th overall by quarter, 22nd, 13, 20, and 6. Not too bad. At the end, it's pretty bad, but versus the pass, 13th overall, 26, 10, 20, and 8. It's not bad. Versus the rush, 16, 19, 14, and 4. It's about the same. Overall schedule with the defense and offense DVOA, 23rd overall. It's pretty close to SOS on the uh, team record. It's kind of funny. This one actually matched up okay with this. 28th. 29th, 13th, and 4 by quarter, so it gets progressively worse after the first half. All right, so. Jesus Christ, can you just sit still, please? Thank you. 
All right, we're going by schedule. Let's go first two opponents. Colts and Titans. Hmm, Colts. Colts, I still think you're going to be able to pass on a little bit, but like I said, you're going to get a hell of a pass rush on there. So they're going to be playing in Jacksonville. Might be hot. Might be all right. Um, Titans, definitely pass. Yes, we can pass on them. Dolphins, everything. Bengals, everything. Texans, everything. Lions, got better. A little bit better. Then they hit the bye week. Then they have the Chargers. Got a little bit better up the middle. So that defense is a little bit tougher. A little bit tougher. I don't really like that one too much. Texans, again, uh, you can do a little bit of everything. Packers running more, uh, pass less. Steelers, ooh, not that great. Browns improving. Vikings, you can throw on them. Vi- uh, Titans, throw on them again. Ravens, been susceptible to the run. Uh, Bears in the last week, you can throw on the Bears. But is that that is going to be a Jacksonville. So they'll have a little bit of a home field advantage in that one. So I do kind of like uh, Gardner Minshew. I do... I, um, Without a shadow of a doubt, DJ Chark is one of my guys that I love, always have. Um, Leonard Fournette, I think, is okay in the right spot. We're going to have to take a look at the ADP on that. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. You just pop up an ADP chart. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's nothing. This is free. Did I fucking mention this is free? Uh, okay, Jacksonville. We're looking at the quarterback. Gardner Minshew is tw- QB 25. Uh, 166, so you're going to be able to have them at the end of your draft uh, pretty easily. Let's see here. We're looking for Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is your RB17 right in front of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, 29th overall, so it's about the middle of the third round. (sighs) And he's been pretty stable there. He's actually kind of dropped a little bit. Kind of want them to keep talking shit about him and letting him drop towards the back end of the third round. But middle of the third, middle of the third, I can take him. Um, this is kind of we go back to that whole David Johnson conversation. I would take Leonard Fournette. Um, if you're right in the same kind of tier, you're looking at uh, let's see, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley in front of him. You're looking at Lev Bell, blah, I'm not doing Lev Bell. Uh, James Conner and Chris Carson behind him. So right about in that area. Um, let's see his backups. Because you're really going to want to take a look at Reichwell Armstead. He is RB61, 175. So right at the very end, everybody's just kind of forgetting about him. Uh, Chris Thompson will probably be a little sexy pick there. Uh, RB62 right behind Armstead at 191. So he's actually about 16 picks behind him. Uh, let's see. James Robinson is actually getting drafted. Uh, it's RB86. Everybody's taking a flyer. 357 in their best ball drafts. I don't. James Robinson's got weird fucking feet, dude. He's got weird feet. Divina Zigbo is just pop- keeps popping up on the fucking radio. Uh, he's 92nd over, uh, running back, 386 overall. So, yeah, I mean, 
Other than, say, Reichwell Armstead, I'm probably not touching any of the other running backs in there. Even in best ball, I don't even think I could. I guess it kind of depends on how many rounds you had. Like 20, 20 rounds, maybe not. Um, but if you're doing like 24 or more, probably you're looking at them. Or at least entertaining the thought for right now. Um, I did not mark DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. Oh, fuck, I did it. DJ Chark comes in as our first wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is wide receiver 24. 57 overall. Not bad. That is good fucking value. I, I could use DJ Chark as a wide receiver one, to be honest with you. Um, so that's pretty good. That's in the fifth round. I'd draft him in the beginning of the fifth round, late fourth if I had to. Um, where's my other Jacksonville? LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver 74, 207 overall. Yeah, see, you're going to get into the back end of your draft if you're taking a shot here. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, wide receiver 76 at 212 overall. Uh, Keelan Cole, who's actually the backup to D.D., uh, wide receiver, 91, 307. Colin Johnson, that's the other rookie that they drafted. They picked They picked him up in the fifth round. He's out of Texas. He's okay. He's not like God's gift of wide receivers, but he's wide receiver, 96, 335. Uh, Dynasty, Dynasty rookie draft is probably where I get him, not in a redraft league. Chris Conley. Wide receiver, 105, 374 overall. Yeah, the only guy that I'm really interested in is just Chark, and that's about it. Uh, tight ends, again, let's not pay too much attention here. Tyler Eifert, uh, 29th, uh, tight end, 29, 260. Again, you know, it's the same as Houston. It's right at the end. Um, or it's not even at the end past the end. Uh, Josh Oliver then comes in as your tight end. 61, 496. Yeah, we just won't pay attention to that. Um, let's take a look at the defense. It comes in at defense number 23, 338. Um, I don't know. Some of these I could use them in like the Dolphins. Uh, maybe, maybe the Bengals um, in there. But I don't think I can use them for the season, to be honest with you. They face actually pretty. It's, I don't know how this is not a tough schedule. Yeah, maybe against the Bears. Yeah, I'd focus on them more in DFS. I wouldn't even fucking. I don't think I'd fuck around with it um, anywhere else, to be honest with you. Let it go. Let it go. Who are they by? Oh, that's right there by the Texans. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Just talking out of my ass here as I get down to the Tennessee Titans. See how that is? See? I'm trying to distract you with my voice. Is my voice distracting you? I hope it is. Hope it is, because now we're on the Tennessee Titans. Uh Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback. Uh he signed a nice little deal with them. Uh Logan Woodside is his backup. Cole McDonald, they drafted in the seventh round. Don't not too worried about no Cole McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. Actually, he's out of Hawaii. 
Um, running backs, Derrick Henry, need we say more. His backup will be Darrington Evans. Uh, he is your clear handcuff no matter what. Uh, we don't need to really say too much on there now. Dalen Dawkins, Kari Blasey game, Sean Wilson, Cameron Scarlett, and Sonoris Perry. Just cross them all off. It's only Derrick Henry and Darrington Evans. Um, nothing much to see here. It all starts and ends with Derrick Henry. Uh, looking at the wide receivers, you have A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and then Adam Humphreys again in the slot. Uh, Khalif Raymond uh, is penciled in as Adam Humphreys' backup, although he'll switch in and out between uh, uh, behind A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Um, tight end is going to be Jonu Smith with Anthony Anthony, uh, gonna fuck up your value. Johnu Smith, uh, Ferkser here. Uh, we do, we are, we love Anthony Ferkser. He is one of our DFS, little DFS hidden darlings. But, uh, no, I'm not, too, I'm not as high as some of the people are in Johnu Smith. I do like Johnu Smith, but, uh, we're gonna have to see where he's actually drafted. Um, your offensive line, Taylor Luan. Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, and one Isaiah Wilson, who was drafted in the first round out of Georgia. They did lose Jack Conklin. Insert Isaiah Wilson. So it's almost like they never they never lost an offensive tackle, although they will uh, have some shortcomings there with Isaiah Wilson instead of Conklin. Especially with the um, fact that you know, that offensive line was actually, as, as much as, you know, every once in a while they have an injury they'd have to deal with or whatnot, it's pretty, it was a pretty good unit, pretty cohesive unit. So I have faith that Isaiah Wilson's going to be okay there. Um, should allow, you know, stay on track with the running game. Uh, passing game, you know, their identity is to run first and then run second. So, um I'm probably not as high as a lot of people are on A.J. Brown. Uh, I've heard some buzz on Corey Davis just based on his ADP, but the problem is is that Corey Davis really hasn't shown up, and are you going to use him? Best ball, maybe I'd probably take him more than I would in my regular redraft seasonal league. Um, Same goes with Humphreys. I'm not really too interested in him. Uh, the really the only couple guys that I'm interested in are AJ Brown, Johnny Smith, uh, Derrick Henry, and of course, uh, if you want to handcuff uh, with Darian, uh, handcuff with Darian and Evans, uh, Ryan Tannehill, I have some love for, but it all depends on his ADP. Depends on how your draft's going. Um, two quarterback super flex leagues, absolutely, I'm fine with Ryan Tannehill. I just don't know if I want him as my main guy in a single quarterback league. Looking at the defense, you have across the front line, Jeffrey Simmons, Daquan Jones, Jack Crawford, who will be your weak spot. Uh, Linebacking course, Harold Landry, Rashawn Evans, who is not rated very well, but he stepped it up in the playoffs, and I think that might be more of the Rashawn Evans that we see this year. Jalen Brown and Vic Beasley, who was brought in from Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Um, So... Very good linebacking core in there. Your safeties are going to be Kenny Vaccaro and Kevin Bayard. Uh, your corners are going to be Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler again. 
uh, with rookie Christian Fulton out of LSU. The second-round pick should be the slot corner uh, unless they decide that they want to bring Logan Ryan back, but it looks like they don't want to. Um, should be able to pass on this defense as long as you have a strong offensive line that can absolutely that can actually pass block and keep the quarterback off the ground. But uh, I think I do believe that Tennessee should be playing from ahead rather than behind. But we're going to need to take a look at the schedule and see if that holds true. Uh, strength of schedule based on opponent record, they have the twentieth ranked schedule or 20th hardest ranked schedule, 15, 22nd, 16, and 15. So it's pretty much right dead center, right down the middle. Pardon me. Uh, let's see the strength of schedule based off a of total defense, DVOA, 21st overall by quarter, 6, 20, 12, and 31. Okay. Versus Rush. They have the second easiest record according to pass, uh, according to Rush DVOA. Uh, 10, 26, 29, and 29. That's important. We need to look. We definitely, in that spot right there, we need to look and see if this is going to hold true. Um, pass uh, DVOA, strength of schedule, 13th overall, uh, 6, 18, 10, and 27. So it's a kind of an up and down. So maybe Ryan Tannehill's better off for DFS. Um, versus wide receiver one. So here's your A.J. Brown, 11th hardest schedule, 24-21-7. little up and down in there. Okay. Wide receiver two. So this is Corey Davis, 15th overall, 3, 8, 30, and 24. So Corey Davis might be a guy that we may want to keep paying attention to as we get later on in the season. Remember that this whole strength of schedule DVOA chart, this changes every week. Every week. So we got to keep paying attention to it. Um, we'll see if we can find the patterns. Uh, I do have that uh, really big DVOA strength of schedule spreadsheet i'm going to convert that to 2020 i'm going to do that a little bit later this year this uh summer though i'll probably do it in august um just to have it ready for the season wide receiver plus so here's your khalif raymond adam humphreys 17th overall 25th 12 20 and 14 are we going to need it though that's the problem tight end this is your john smith 16th overall uh versus tight end Second, 19th, 9, and 31. So a little bit up and down. You got to really buy into Johnny Smith, especially depending upon his ADP. Versus running backs in the passing game, this is going to be more Darrington Evans than it is Derrick Henry. Uh, 13th overall, 6, 26, 6, and 30. Mm. Doesn't really matter too much when, you know, Derrick Henry runs most of the time. He will get that pass from time to time. But is he going to break the 75-yarder? That's that's a little bit questionable, all right? Uh, Total offense, DVOA, strength of schedule, 31st overall, 31, 31, 14, and 18 uh, versus pass offense. This is for the Tennessee Titans defense too, by the way. 31st overall, 
30, 26, 16, and 17. Versus the Rush, 18, thir- uh, I'm sorry, 18 overall, 30th, 25th, 1st, and 18th. Okay, it's actually not too bad. Defense plus offense, their strength of schedule is the second easiest schedule on the board. According to defense and offensive DVOA put together, 19th, 27th, 17th, and 29th. Now let's see if it holds true, okay? Starting at the top, first two weeks, Broncos and Jaguars. Broncos probably still going to be feeling each other out here. It's gonna. This one's going to be very important. We're going to see how far we get into August if you know training camps get backed up out of July into August. And you got all those little rookies in there uh, with the Broncos. So let's see here. Broncos kind of mediocre. Jaguars. We're not looking at that. Let's see. Jaguars, yeah, you can pass and run all over them. It's going to be good for Henry, good for Tannehill. Uh, Broncos defense. i got to go back because I was talking about the other side. Uh, as far as Broncos defense, yeah, I like Broncos defense, so I'm not too thrilled about that. Jaguars, though, good to go. Vikings, uh, good to pass on. Uh, Steelers, not so much. Bills. Um, Bills may have fixed a little bit of something with the whole rush defense, so that I don't like too much. Texans, oh, yeah, running pass all day. Uh, By week, then we got the Bengals running pass all day. Bears, eh, they should be able to push on the Bears pretty well, but they'll keep it on the ground for that game. Colts is going to be pretty much the same thing. They're probably going to try and grind that one out the fuck out as much as possible. Ravens, same kind of thing. Don't really want to pass on them. Colts, come back again, same idea. Browns, a little bit better, but they should be able to run on them with that offensive line. And they they face Jack Conklin again, too. Uh, Jaguars, yeah, run a pass. Lions defense a little bit better by the end of the season. They might be out of it. Packers, Packers in week 16 with Derrick Henry. If they didn't fix that shit, all day Derrick Henry in week 16. He might actually hit his fucking groove. Because if you actually look at this versus the rush from week 10 through week 17, um... 19th, 20th, 19th, 30th, 31st, 17th, and 23rd, and 22nd. Holy fuck. You're going to have Derrick Henry on there. So this is why Derrick Henry's getting drafted as high as what he is. Um, we we are going to deal with Ryan Tannehill first. Um, quarterback, yeah, n- nothing too big. Quarterback 18, 131. So you can get him at the end of your draft. Maybe it's just kind of a, a hold. You see what's there. Okay, so the big thing is whether or not Derrick Henry is worth being running back six and the seventh overall pick. If you look, if you look at this fucking schedule, if that offensive line stays healthy against that schedule, granted, I mean you got the Steelers, the Bills, like I said, are probably improved, but I mean as long as Derrick Henry doesn't die, 
He's going to lead the league in fucking rushing again. I mean, Ravens have improved. Colts are a little bit, are you know, have improved. But, I mean, still, I mean, just sheer will, they might be able to beat them in there. We saw what Derrick Henry did to the fucking Ravens. Wow, Derrick Henry at six. Man, if he drops in the second half of a fucking first round, fucking jump on that all fucking day. Jesus Christ. That's ridiculous. Now, see, this is why I get into... I, I didn't like Derrick Henry up in there. I kind of really like Derrick Henry in there. He might actually be worth drafting up in that upper half, to be completely honest with you. Like I might even t- I I I might even say because of da- Dalvin Cook, you know, talking about sitting out. Um, if you're unsure about Alvin Kamara, I could actually put Derrick Henry above Alvin Kamara. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Now, in a PPR, I might actually say that I like Joe Mixon a little bit better than Derrick Henry. That that one right there. Because I actually kind of like Joe, I kind of like Joe Mixon a little bit better than Alvin Kamara this year. Uh, but Alvin Kamara is fighting for a contract. What the hell's in my yard? Get the fuck out of my yard! Um, that's a big one, though. I mean, Derek Derek Henry at six is fine. You know, I think you can mix and match. It all kind of is all dependent upon there. But he he's getting the def- definitive carries, right? You don't have to worry about it. So I think he's okay up there. Um, let's go find Darian and Evans. He is RB54, pick 148. So very, 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 very low. Very, very low. So you should be able to handcuff him pretty easily. Uh, switch into wide receivers. A.J. Brown is going to be your wide receiver 17. Uh, pick 43. So he is going right about the middle, middle to late. Now he's going right about right about the middle of the fourth round. Mm, I don't know if I like him there. Like DJ Chark right here at 57 overall. Like you're telling me I could get DJ Chark 14 picks later? Like a full round later? I would probably would take DJ Chark before AJ Brown. I love AJ Brown. He's great. He's great. We found A.J. Brown. Remember that. Remember that, guys. We found fucking A.J. Brown. Nobody wanted to jump on him. We jumped on him early. 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 And I'd probably actually give more of the credit to Runner on that than I would uh, to myself. Um, Where's my other guy? Hey, where's my Corey Davis? Corey, where are you? There you are. You're at wide receiver 78, 226. Nobody's drafting him. Um, yeah, so the other guys are going to be way the fuck down here. Here's Khalif Raymond comes in next at 99. Wide receiver 99, 348. Just for shits and giggles. Where's the other guy? Where's Humphreys at? Oh, my God. Wide receiver 143. He's a fucking... Basically, you put him as a starter as being the slot receiver. He's fucking 143. Wow. Total the fucking disrespect. All right. Now we move to the tight ends. I can't remember. Did we like Janu? I don't know if we really like Janu. We did like Janu a little bit. 
A little bit. A little bit. He's got some decent matchups in there. I'll give him that. Tight end 17. So he actually is going at towards the end of your draft. Uh, pick 140, so it's not too bad. Let's see where Anthony Ferkser is. I love Ferkser. We all love Ferkser. Tight end 44, in case you're interested. Uh, 415 overall. Nobody's interested in that. Come on. Uh, defense. Uh, is defense number 14, 230 overall. And we did actually like them a little bit. So if you wanted to take a shot on the Tennessee Titans defense, I say I think you're okay. I think you're okay. I think you're okay. I probably like I probably like Indianapolis a little bit more. I think they're gonna be a little bit more stable, but to be honest with you, looking at Tennessee Titans schedule, I mean really really who are we scared of? Steelers, maybe with Ben. Um, Bills, quite possibly with a running quarterback. Well, you got to face, and then you got to face uh, Deshaun Watson twice. Colts, Colts are going to be running. They're strong up front. Well, Baker Mayfield, you know the Browns. So, yeah, I'd probably like Indy before I like Tennessee, but Tennessee would take a close second if you're looking at a division. So. That's it, though. That's the AFC South. Um, any questions or comments, you know where to find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. Uh, if you do want any of the ADP charts, any of the strength schedule charts, uh, depth charts, all that stuff, it is free. Contact me. Just DM me <clears throat> at either tw- on Twitter or on Instagram. Give me your email address, and I'll be sure to get them out as soon as I can. But until Friday when we hit our NFC South, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.